You're listening to the Ready for Departure podcast, written and presented by Microlight student pilot Steve Middleton. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 7 of the Ready for Departure podcast. I've promised for a while now that I plan to dedicate a whole episode to RT, or radio telephony, since it's a big part of flying, certainly most private pilots are going to need to be competent on the radio, and in fact in a lot of situations it's absolutely required. But, as part of the qualification for a PPL, whether that's one of the ESA licences or a national licence such as the one I'm currently training for, it's not actually part of the syllabus. RT is completely separate from the PPL process. You can pass all your PPL exams and take a pass a flight test without ever having to use a radio or hold a radio licence. Indeed, some general aviation aircraft don't even have radios fitted. However, if you want to fly an aircraft that does have a radio fitted after you've qualified for a PPL, or fly into or through controlled airspace at any point, you're going to need a Flight Radio Telephony Operator's License, an FRTOL, which authorises you to operate an aircraft radio station in a UK registered aircraft. The license can be held as a standalone license, but it's normally held in conjunction with another flight crew license such as a PPL or an NPPL. In order to qualify for an FRTOL, I'll just refer to it as the RT licence for now, as that's much easier to say, you need to pass a written multiple choice theory exam and then after that, a practical exam. One of the Barton FISOs, that's a Flight Services Information Officer, runs regular RT courses at the airfield and I took advantage of that course. While not particularly cheap, I found this invaluable and took the practical exam soon after. The exam and course are all based around CAP 413, which the CAA's website helpfully explains as follows. The UK Radio Telephony Manual, CAP 413, aims to provide pilots, air traffic services personnel and aerodrome drivers with a compendium of clear, concise, standard phraseology and associated guidance for radio telephony communication in United Kingdom airspace. In other words, CAP 413 is the RT Bible. During my training I have operated from airfields with information services, air-to-ground services and full air traffic control. CAP 413 covers all of that and much more. I highly recommend seeking out and taking an RT course if you can access one. I found it incredibly helpful and really do wonder if I could have passed the practical without it. I took the written theory exam very soon after completing the RT course but foolishly put the practical off for many months. After being grounded for a while due to bad weather, I finally succumbed and booked my practical oral RT exam. It's conducted by a CAA examiner and is based around a fictitious route from A to B, with a diversion thrown in along the way at some point. On my exam there was also an emergency thrown in the mix, an engine failure, and an urgency situation, so you get to do both mayday calls as well as pan calls, and it's up to you, the pilot, to make the decision on which is the right one to use at the right time. On my test, I also had to make two crossings through controlled airspace, including through a MATS, a military aerodrome traffic zone. I was incredibly nervous. You get 15 minutes or so to plan things out before the actual test, so you can look at the plan route and make notes. You're given a list of fake frequencies and ground stations you might call along the way, so I wrote these out in the order that I thought I would need them. I also hand wrote out some of the more common calls, such as initial calls on the ground and in the air, the join request. Let's listen to a couple of recent join requests at Barton. Barton information, go from Charlie, Charlie, Delta, X-ray, request join. Charlie, Charlie, Delta, X-ray, Barton information, passing message. Charlie, Charlie, Delta, X-ray, Microlight inbound to you from Sherman and Elmin. Quinton interchange, 1,600 feet, request join. Delta, X-ray, runway 26 right, circuit right hand, QFE 1014, squawk 7365. 
26 right with the right hand circuit to the P1014, squawk 7365, golf gun for X-ray. Well, information golf, Bravo, Austria, India, Lima, Reebok, altitude 1800 feet for joining information. Golf, Bravo, Austria, India, Lima, Barton information, runway 26 right, circuit right hand to SE1014, squawk 7365. Listening to the other pilots join calls I think really helped me master some of the transmissions that I conducted less often. I picked up a cheap scanner and spent some time at Barton, even when I wasn't flying, to gain the experience. You're not really supposed to listen to aviation radio frequencies without the relevant licence. Even after passing my RT exams, I'm still not technically allowed to listen in unless I'm actually inside an aircraft and about to depart. In my mind, the reason I had left my practical exam for so long was that I wanted to gain some real-world experience to build up my confidence before I took my test, which, while it sounds sensible, was probably a daft thing to do. I actually found, after I'd taken a test, and passed, that my confidence improved and it helped me with my future navigation flights. So my advice would be to take your RTA test as soon as possible, fit it in along with your other exams so that it don't delay your training progress. I have a few recordings of my calls, as well as a few others, so to give you an idea of what it's like to operate at a busy GA airfield with an information service, let's listen to a couple of examples. Some of them are really good, some of them not so good, including a few of my own calls, but I think they give you an idea of what is expected. I can tell you from personal experience that operating from a controlled airport with full ATC is even harder. They are the same calls, but it all happens much faster. The instructions are as not as spaced out as the recordings here, and there are loads more. The first radio call we make when we want to fly is the initial call on the ground. Now, my RT instructor, that same Fiesort Barton, has a really good YouTube video where he demonstrates the initial call on the ground. I've created a shortcut to that video, and you can view it by typing r4d.uk slash initial call in your internet browser. But let's listen to one of my recent initial calls on the ground. Barton information, student golf, Charlie Delta, Oscar Albert, request taxi for circuits with information November, QFE 1009 1PLB. Student golf, Charlie Delta, Oscar Alpha Barton information, squawk 7365, taxi point Bravo 1. Squawk 7365, holding point Bravo 1, Golf Oscar Alpha. At Barton, we have an ATIS, that's an automatic terminal information service, and this makes preparing for a flight a lot easier. I said, with information November in that clip, and that means the tower knows I've checked the ATIS and self-briefed with the correct runway in use, circuit direction and pressure setting. As a result, their reply was much shorter, as all they had to do was give me taxi instructions. Here's an initial call on the ground where ATIS was not available. Some airfields don't have ATIS. At Barton it's quite common that the ATIS information is not available until after the airfield has opened, so we don't have it if we are flying in the first slot of the day. Barton information, this is Golf Alpha Victor Echo Romeo, request airfield information for circuits 2POB. Golf Alpha Victor Echo Romeo, Barton information, at runway 26 right, circuit right hand, QFE 1014, Squawk 7365. Runway 26 right, right hand circuits, QFE 1014, Squawk 7365, Golf Echo Romeo. Golf Echo Romeo, cross runway 32, taxi hold the point Alpha 3. Cross runway 32 to hold the Alpha 3, Golf Ech
they were less surprising. I feel more prepared if I know where I'm taxiing to, which direction I'm taking off, and what the correct pressure settings Q&H or QFE are. That said, it's still easy to make a mistake when you've had the 80s beforehand, which I had. See if you can spot my mistake before the FISO points it out. Golf Oscar Alpha, cross runway 02, taxi holding point Bravo 3. Cross runway 02, holding point Bravo 2, Golf Oscar Alpha. Golf Oscar Alpha, just get that holding point Bravo 3. Bravo 3, sorry, Golf Oscar Alpha. Oops, listen Steve. The next call, after completing the pre-takeoff checks, are requesting to enter the runway for takeoff. With Barton being information service, they control us up to the runway holds, so at this point I still have to do what they say. I found this call is where the excitement builds. I'm about to take off. I try and sound professional, but you can probably tell I'm eager to get going. Golf Oscar Alpha, Bravo 3, ready for departure. Golf Oscar Alpha, surface wind, 110 degrees, 3 knots, runway 08, left takeoff at your discretion. Taking off, Golf Oscar Alpha. Now the great thing about this call is, Okay, yes, I'm about to get in the air, so that's great. It's not that, it's that I'm announcing to everyone listening, and importantly, everyone in the circuit, that I am occupying the runway and I'm about to climb out and enter the circuit. The radio is very good in helping pilots to build up a mental picture of the airspace around the airfield. Now everyone in the circuit knows where I am and can adjust as necessary. So on this sortie, I'm doing solo circuits. Cash your mind back to episode three, circuits, the next time I'll do a call will be downwind. This is two turns before I will be on final to land, so it's another good place to tell other pilots where you are. Golf Oscar Alpha downwind. Golf Oscar Alpha 1 ahead, Cessna 1508 downwind, report final. Looking, Golf Oscar Alpha welcome. Ah, great. I report that I'm downwind and I'm giving some useful traffic information there. Someone ahead of me is a Cessna 150. I replied that I was looking because I actually couldn't see it, which is bad, but at least I know it's there somewhere, which is a little better than not seeing it and not knowing about it. About nine seconds later, I spot the traffic and let the tower and the worried Cessna pilot know I've seen it. So that's all good. I'm number two. The Cessna ahead of me is landing first. This radio lark is pretty easy, right? Ah, yes then begins over a minute of full radio with all sorts of calls while I'm manoeuvring onto final for a touch and go. Final information, and 7 to Echo, uh, just west of Sir Walter Park, Hello, Climb 7 to Echo, Barton information, runway 08 left, circuit left hand, TSE 1009. Did you hear me anywhere in there? I didn't even get a chance to call final because I actually couldn't get in on the radio. It was just constant. Luckily, we have some excellent FISOs who are always on the ball. They can see I'm on final and they can also see the runway is clear. 
I am busy aviating and navigating, the communicating bit will come last. At least I got my reply in. The other thing I think is crucially important is listening. I got really nervous about the spoken side of the RT, and while that's no doubt important, one of the things I'm guilty of is not listening. That means I've misread holding points, but worse, even missed calls directed at me completely. I did it twice while I was on my navigation flight to Blackpool, and I also missed a traffic report while in the circuit of Barton. This was while we had six aircraft, including me, flying around the circuit. If ever there was a time to keep a good lookout and a good listen, that was it. No reply. The Victor Tango bit is quite hard to hear. It's possible I did hear it, but maybe thought it wasn't for me. On some of my early lessons, but after I'd taken on some of the RT duties, I had a habit of mentally tuning out radio calls that I thought were not directed at me. That was silly because I think these segments have shown the value of being able to build up a mental picture of the airspace around, just from listening to all the radio calls. And finally, here's a rare example of the tower not being aware of my position, forcing me into a go-around. Golf Echo Romeo holding at Alpha 3 ready for departure. Student Golf Echo Romeo, runway 26 right, take off at your discretion, service wind is top. Taking off Golf Echo Romeo. Helicopter India Oscar, take off at your discretion, service wind top. We're all human. I was able to hear the Stolo student getting permission to enter the runway, and of course that meant I looked and could see it. I was able to perform a nice, gentle and safe go-around that wasn't rushed. Imagine if I'd not been listening and only noticed the Stolo student enter my runway at the last minute. The go-around would have been much more rushed, and that is certainly one of the most challenging parts of the circuit. In fact, I'm told that most accidents that happen at that position are due to stalling during an attempted go-around. All in all, I quite like using the radio. It's especially fun and interesting to talk to new and different controllers and services. At first, I was very nervous about the whole thing. I had no real correct knowledge of RT procedures. Certainly, if you watch any TV programmes such as Air Crash Investigation like I do, invariably the radio bit of it is edited and all of the correct jargon is removed. As such, they're useless for teaching you any aspects of aviation RT. So I knew nothing. What worked for me was immersing myself in the radio side as much as possible listening very carefully while my instructor made calls, gradually taking on the most common calls, doing the RT course, and of course watching the obligatory YouTube videos. The last thing I will say is that if you use the radio long enough, you will hear some hilarious things. This is a serious game and RT should be taken very seriously. However, general aviation is about having fun in a safe way, and the radio can provide some fun. Unfortunately, I haven't managed to capture recordings of the funniest radio moments I've ever heard, but here are a couple of highlights.
I'm reminded of the time I waited in line at Blackpool. I'm sat at the hold with a Cessna ahead of me, lined up on the threshold waiting to take off. Another aircraft, a King Air Twin I believe, had just landed, but he got a bit lost on the taxiway and he ended up on one of Blackpool's other runways. Runway incursions can be deadly, but the telling off he got off the controller will not leave me in a hurry. To make matters worse, the controller tried to guide him back to a taxiway and the King Air turned and headed the wrong way. Trust me, if you're ever at Blackpool, listen to your taxi instructions very carefully. Then there was the first day that Barton was open after weeks of constant rain. It was extremely busy because it was the one flyable day for quite some time, but the taxiway was closed, so everyone had to backtrack on the active runway before turning around and taking off. I'm already in the air, I'm solo and practicing leaving the circuit, then rejoining after a short joint around a local lake called Lee Flash. Well, someone misinterpreted move up as enter the runway, and it sounded like whoever it was had blocked the area being used to vacate the active runway. It's not often you hear the feasors at Barton sound frustrated and exasperated, but I definitely remember hearing someone shout stop at one point, followed by a short telling off. I suppose both of those stories reinforce the importance of listening to instructions on the radio. And that's it for this episode of the Ready for Departure podcast. I hope you found this topic interesting. Please let me know how you're getting on with your RT and if you have any stories, funny or serious, I'd love to hear them. Safe flying and do join me for the next episode. See you next time. Don't forget, if you want to participate in future episodes of this podcast, please get in touch and it would be great to hear the views of other students, fully qualified pilots or even instructors. As the number of Ready for Departure podcast listeners continues to grow, so do its costs. Would you be willing to make a small donation to help cover the costs? Supporters get early bird access to the podcast. You can make one-off credit card donations via the website at readyfordeparture.uk or sign up for a small monthly donation via direct debit. Thanks for listening to the Ready for Departure podcast. Music was by Josh Woodward and Chris Zabriskie. You can find out more and get in touch at readyfordeparture.uk.